We're here on the Iron Dread Podcast. I'm your host, as always, Chris Whitaker. This one is episode number 26. Our special guest in this week from Sydney, Australia, by way of Kingston, New York, Miss Sura Katz, one of my mentors in life, um, one of my mentors as far as learning how to teach, train, uh, be a strength coach or a personal trainer. Uh, I learned a lot of things from Sura as I was coming up. Sura was one of my trainers as I was starting into collegiate football. And uh, she really uh, helped make an impact on my life. And I've told her this before. There would be no Iron Dread program without Sura Katz because, hey, she helped me get there. Before we get to Sura, we have two things. One, as promised, shout out to Joey Love. Joe Love, Dexter High School student, athlete, powerlifter, football player, right, all around good kid, getting after it, training hard, been sending videos uh, to me of him training, doing all the things uh, with the equipment that he has in his basement, even getting creative and making a tire sled to drag in his yard. Joey Love is getting it done. He's not making excuses. And shout out to him. Also, today is April 22nd when this episode drops. And we were brought, uh, made aware of that it is our very own athletic trainer to the stars. One of two athletic trainers to the stars that we have at Dexter High School. Miss Shannon Sira. It is her birthday today. So happy birthday to you, Shannon. Uh, Trevor and Shannon both will be on a future episode of the podcast coming soon. So, before we get to Sarah, remember, if you don't already follow this podcast, please follow the podcast on your favorite podcast platform. Anchor, our host, has links to all the major podcast platforms, including Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and Spotify. Yours truly, I'm a Google Podcast user on my Android phone makes my life very easy however a majority of our listeners are coming from apple podcasts so if you listen on apple Podcasts, please leave us a five-star review help us to boost our audience and get more credibility in this podcast game also the only way this episode gets any traction or this show gets any traction is if you share it with your friends the show is brought to you every wednesday completely free please if you enjoy the iron dread podcast share it with a friend because they might enjoy it too remember if you'd like to engage with the show on social media please use the hashtag id podcast when talking about the show if you're listening to the show tag us in your story using the hashtag id podcast and tag at iron dread underscore sc if you're listening to the show and you're enjoying the show let us know you got feedback let us know that way we can make the show better each and every week for you, the listener. So now that we got the business stuff out of the way, it's time to hear from our special guest this week, Miss Sura Katz. It was great catching up with her. This podcast is a little bit of a longer episode, but trust me, you'll want to listen in for the whole thing. It's time for episode 26. Hit the intro music.
Here we are back live to record episode number 26 of the Iron Dread podcast. I am sitting here talking with a mentor of mine. Uh, We've spent the last probably half hour um, just shooting the breeze and catching up. This is Miss Sarah Katz coming to us from Sydney, Australia. Sarah, how are you? Good to see you again. Hey, Chris. I am great. Thank you so much for having me. I'm really excited to talk to all of your listeners. Uh, I'm glad to have you here. And the reason why Sarah is here on the Iron Drip podcast, not only is she a professional in the fitness industry, she was one of my coaches and trainers as I was coming up as a young athlete, uh, helped get me ready to go and uh, compete in the collegiate football uh, level that I played at. Um, inspirational person in my life and hopefully uh, – you know, you guys getting to know her a little bit through this podcast. Um, she might say something that helps motivate you uh, to be better. Um, and as, as I sit here and look at Sora, Sora is uh, wearing her Iron Dread t-shirt. So yes, Iron Dread, that Iron Dread logo has now gone international. You bet. I wear it with, with great pride. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, when when, when the, the day the episode drops, I have to have you... Uh, Put a picture up of you in the shirt and uh, and tag it. Yeah. Tag the strength program. For sure. So just getting this thing started out. Just getting this thing started out. Tell tell our, our listeners a little bit of your story. Right? As I said you're you know formerly of the United States. Now you live in Sydney, Australia. But what's your story? Kind of how did you uh, get to where you are uh, in life and professionally? Oh man, um, when people ask me while I'm here, they say, oh, wow, so, so what brought you to Australia? And um, most of the time I just go with the you know, stupid answer of, oh, an airplane. But um, <laughs> beyond that, I just tell them that it seemed like a good idea at the time. You know, <laughs> that, was, that, sort of, uh, that sort of was what, what happened. Um, I, Chris, as you know, and it's, it's actually strange. I'll tell your viewers real, or your, your listeners real quick, um, that it's strange for me to call you Chris because, uh, I know coach Whitaker as Puma <laughs> because when, and I've got to tell you this, but I'll come back. I just interject for a minute, but I come back because when you were a 17 year old lineman, um, coming and training with me at the Parisi speed school in Kingston, New York, uh, you used to come work on your agility and you would always tell me, I have reflexes like a puma. <laughs> anyway, um, I digress, but I was working uh, as a coach at the Parisi Speed School and it was an absolutely um, amazing position to be in at an, at an early age. Um, I think I was about 22, 23 when I first started working there, straight out of, straight out of university. And um, God, I loved it. I loved working with you guys. But um, I really thought that there was something more to be seen and something bigger for me to, to check out before I settled into a, a career. Um, like for the long haul, 
um, like yourself, I had gone to school, I'd, I'd gone to Syracuse for um, exercise physiology and a, and a teaching degree. But um, yeah, different things came my way. And before I knew it, I was um, looking at an opportunity to come to Australia. And I remember the day that I went into my mentor's office in, in Fairlawn, New Jersey. And I was a little nervous to talk to him and say, like, listen, you know, uh, I think I'm going to go to Australia because I want to. I'm just going to try it. And I remember it was some of the best advice I have ever gotten in my entire life. I'll never forget it. And um, he said, all right, two things. One, if you don't go, I'll kill you. And the next thing he said to me was, look, you're planning to go for a year. That's a great opportunity. Like if you, if you uh, stay for longer than a year, it's because you found a better reason to stay than to come back. Everyone wins. And, and I just, it was like the seal of approval that it was like even more so than my parents or anything, you know, friends or anything. It was like, okay. He's like, he said I could go. So I guess that was it. And, um, and uh, without, without any research, let's be real, I did absolutely, looking at it now, I knew nothing of what I was getting into. I thought I was going to come to Australia. I brought one bag of clothes and one bag of training equipment, which I may or may not have kind of confiscated from my place of work at the time, <laughs> I felt I, I, you know, I felt I was the only one that knew how to use most of that, that stuff. So I took it. Yeah. Anyway, um, basically I, I touched down in Sydney and knew one human and thought, I'll just figure it out from here. And I thought I, you know, with all of my information about, you know, running and, and running mechanics and, and um, basic bio, biomechanic movements and, and training that I was just going to take them by storm in Australia and everyone was going to want to train with me and I was going to be a pioneer and, um, you know, see my name in lights in no time. That's not what happened. <laughs> <laughs> The way it works in Australia is very different than the way it works in America. And what I, what I learned very quickly is that because um, they, they have a club sports system here, which is amazing. And I, I do wish that we had it in the States because in America, you know, like your, Puma, your, your training athletes that are like, unless they go on to college sport and then only as a, I believe only what is it? One or 2% of collegiate athletes actually turn professional in that sport. Mm -hmm. And I think it's only like, I, I don't know what the percentage is, but certainly not as many people who participate in high school then participate in collegiate sports. So really you're looking at people in the primes of their lives at the moment that you're, you're coaching them through the, you know, the thick of it. And, um, and as we were talking before you hit the play button, the, um, with the record button, like I, I play hockey, um, uh, field hockey, comp rather, rather competitively here in Australia. 
I'm 37 years old, and I only just became eligible for um, what they call the master's division here, which is 35 and over. So they play a national competition each year. It's like the, you know, the, well, it's a national competition, state to state. They play a two-week tournament each, each year. I think it's in, I don't know, October or something, someplace, one state or another. They literally, I, I've seen people that are 68 years old diving after a hockey ball. It's incredible. And they're, I mean, they are unreal. They are so, so cool. And I'm only just beginning, you know, as far as that goes. Um, but you've got such a contrast where you're like, you know, 18, this is your moment. This is the moment you're going to remember for the rest of your life, you know, your, your, your high school days. And, um, and so the club sports here, you have what we would consider maybe weekend warriors. Like you've got your, um, you know, you might have your leagues for adults. You know, I know that a friend of mine plays ice hockey in, in Buffalo, New York. She plays ice hockey uh, in a police league. Um, and I know that those things exist. But here it's like so mainstay that what happened to my um, name in lights career that was going to happen is that I got here and I kept telling people, yeah, okay, great. You're in fourth, you know, you're in fourth grade, which is like the, you know, fourth level down um, out of maybe seven or eight different levels that they could play. It's like, great, you're in, you're in fourth grade now. You're like, um, you know, if we just added a little bit of speed, if we had a little bit of strength, if we worked on your change of direction and we really put some time and effort into it, man, I really think you can make second grade. And I thought that that would be this wow factor to people. And they would say, yeah, let's, let's put some work in. Let's learn how to do it properly. And instead, what I, what I found was that Australians like the social aspect of it so much, which is amazing. But I was met with, well, why would I want to work really hard to be in second grade when I can be the captain of fourth grade, no extra effort, and have a beer after. And quite frankly, I really couldn't argue with that logic because it just, it just did not register to them and I didn't know how I could make anything seem more enticing to them. So I kind of missed out on a lot of that. There wasn't this huge market for it. However, there are a lot more people who play and are active in organized sports. Um, and they really do do it for fun, but they do it for their entire lives here, which is so, so cool. Um, but we miss out on that, that opportunity to really, you know, motivate people. People here, they don't want to be motivated. They're just like, nah, they have this concept of, should be right, mate. And, and what that means is, eh, it's okay. I can't be bothered. It, it really baffled me. And so, um, I floundered for quite a while until I learned uh, about personal training. And personal training is not the same as sport performance coaching, not even remotely. Um, and I, I really struggled being a personal trainer for several years because I, I couldn't understand why I couldn't motivate people uh, or really get them to stick into a program or, or stick into the effort. Like I was putting in more effort into their 
their training than they were. And again, it came back to, well, because I'd like to have it, but can't I just pay you and get it? Well, no, that's not how fitness works, mate. Right? No, like, works. I, 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 can't, I can't make that happen for you. If I can figure that out, trust me, the price is going up, and, uh, but I will let you know about it. But, um, but no, um, personal training is a, is a totally different beast. And when I figured that out, things got a little bit easier, but I lost something because I really wasn't, um, wasn't loving it the same way, you know? And uh, I was doing it, all of a sudden I was doing it for the paycheck, which had never happened to me in my life. You know, I mean, you may or may not know this, but we didn't get paid tons and tons of dollars at the Mac. <laughs> you know, we weren't, uh, we weren't uh, breaking it in, so to speak. Um, there was one guy making all that money. Hey? <laughs> they got it on the place, right? And there was one guy making all yeah, that money. Yeah, well, good old, good old, well. You know, he was a mentor as well, to be honest. Um, uh, yeah, he's the, I learned a lot from him, actually. learned a lot from him. I had, had no problem with him. He sure didn't like to. That's, that's the way it works, you know, yeah. sometimes. But anyway, so I, 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 um, I struggled for a little bit. Uh, was, I was working here on a student visa, and, uh, and that meant that you could only... Um, you know, you could only work a certain amount of hours per week. And so that limited me. And, and I found out after about a year and a half of being on a student visa that I was like the only person in all of Australia to be playing by those rules. Everybody else was just taking cash, you know, on the side. Mm -hmm. And they were making enough money. And I was like trying to struggle through like 20-hour work weeks. I mean, how do you possibly make it? But um, yeah, anyway, eventually I got on a... I got on a sponsorship visa for work and uh, it was just all meant to be. Um, the people that owned the gym uh, that, that took me on, they, um, they're just some of my mentors to this day. Like uh, I do not work for them anymore, but I, I affectionately call them my owners because they have, you know, paved the way for me to be able to be here um, as a permanent resident and, and get started. And, and I always go to them still for, um, you know, advice on, hey, listen, I've got this opportunity or that opportunity or this situation. And they always help me as though I were family. And I think that, um, you know, those relationships built are what I'm always learning, like, that's what life is all about. And when you can put that back into training or whether it's, I don't care if you're in IT, um, you know, I, I don't care what it is, what your, what your business field is. It's always going to be about interpersonal relationships. I think, um, you know, uh, I had the absolute pleasure of being the mentor of their second son. And um, so I started working for this gym. It just opened up. Um, it was sadly bound to fail from the start, unfortunately, because they're, uh, they had a guy that was coaching their elder son who, um, he'd taken him on when he was about 10, maybe 11 years old. And he was a, 
you know, pretty chubby, um, nerdy kid who was, he had anxiety, he had depression and, and was, you know, kind of affected. And um, so this guy that, that took him on as a cl training client saw the dollar signs in his mom and dad's pocket and said, ah, I can help this kid. Yeah, 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 I'll, I'll be his mentor. And um, you, I don't know if you were taught this at Brockport or not, but I remember this one professor that we had at, at Syracuse. Um, he always asked for what was the best, what is the best method to train a 13-year-old kid to um, be bigger, stronger, faster by the time he's 14? What is it? Anything? No, what is it? Uh, I can think of some, but what is it? Yeah, he said beat him with a stick. <laughs> beat him with a stick. And over the course of a year, any 13-year-old boy is going to be bigger, stronger, faster than he was before. Okay? So um, he started training this kid. And, he, you know, he did. He, he really was being a mentor to him. And he was helping him out. And he was, got him in the gym. And he was teaching him things. And, and things were going really well. Um, and... You know, he, he managed to talk him into buying him his own gym, pretty much, so that he could run this elite program out of it. And, and quite frankly, the guy was a total swindler. When he told me about it, I, I said, oh, congratulations, that's great, mate. And it wasn't until he told me who was going to be footing the bill that I said, okay, yeah, I'll have the meeting with you. Because if it was his project, I would have said, well, that sounds great. Best of luck. Let me know how it goes. Because I see him do it this, you know, two or three different times already. But um, yeah, so they opened this gym under under his um, instruction. But point being, they they did hire me and they did put me on sponsorship, so I was able to um, to you know to to find forge a way to stay in the in the country as a permanent resident, which was you know the goal for a real long time. But I had the opportunity to work with Zach, who was uh, 12 years old when I met him, and was also kind of a nerdy, had been a bit chubby, had this shaggy long hair, this mouth full of braces, and he did not care to have trained. He didn't really want to work out. That was his older brother's thing. And uh, he wanted to be a movie producer. And I thought, okay, well, this is what I've done. This is like my bread and butter. This is, you know, this is going back to the Parisi days. This is that moment where I finally get one person that I really am looking forward to, to personally training each day. And it started out, I was training him three times a week. And it was just a matter of like becoming friends with this kid, you know? And, um, like he couldn't do push-ups, he couldn't do pull-ups, he couldn't do those things. And, uh, you know, just little by little, we just, we just made things into games, we made things fun, we, we built a good relationship. And before you know it, he was asking mom and dad, can I train four times a week? And that was like our time, you know, that was, we loved it. I still call him like my first lieutenant, like he's my, he's, what is he, 20 now? He's, he's 20 years old now. And, um, he introduces me as his sister, his older sister. I refer to him as my little brother. Uh, it, you know, it's just easier than explaining our, our relationship. But um, the things that I learned from him 
are absolutely insurmountable. Um, just like when I was when I was coaching with you guys. Uh, but one of the things I remember, I remember so vividly um, about about Zach was when he learned how to climb the, the, the rope, you know? I mean, he went from, I can't do push-ups to the guy can, you know, he clean and presses like, like he ought to be going into the Olympics. He doesn't really do it anymore because he doesn't need to, but I always tell him like, it doesn't matter because you know how to work out. So whenever you feel like it, you can go do it safely, which is the mainstay. That's, that's the goal. Um, but I remember he told me, um, you know, he climbed this rope and I said to him one day, I was like, Zach, remember when you used to be scared of it? Cause he was, he's scared of heights and he climbed the rope up and down, up and down five times. And I said, remember, remember when you were scared of it? And he goes, well, I'm still scared of it. Actually. I just, I just know I can do it now. And I remember that being like this wow thing to me that I thought, God, you have so much courage and I'm learning so much by coming to work today. Thanks for that, you 13-year-old genius. <laughs> um, and the other thing that he, he introduced me to was this concept of, you might like this, I hope, this concept of smelling the soap. He went on this um, work study group one time and, uh, and he was with these producers and he, they were going to some meeting, some, some film, I don't know, some film, film industry meeting thing. And then they just pulled over because one of the guys was, oh, hang on a second. I want to go to this, um, the street market, you know, the street fair or whatever. He goes and they go into the shop and they're all smelling this soap. And he, Zach's like, guys, you know, looking at his watch, he's like, we're already late to a meeting that you guys like have on. Like, what are you doing? You're smelling the soap. Anyway, these guys went about life and and they're sniffing and oh try this one oh zach smell this and he says look this is where creativity comes from zach yes i know we have a meeting but we can easy just send a message and say you know that's the world that we live in we can send a message and say we're on our way sorry but this is where we get our creative ideas we have to actually it's it's beyond that concept of stop and smell the roses it's it's actually just look look we found ourselves in this marketplace and um, we're going to stop and smell all the soaps because that's actually life. Anyway, um, that was something that, that I think I, I probably took from Zach that applies to my life because it's, it's not how I thought it was going to turn out, you know, and it never is. And I think that, um, I think that, the moments that you do is stop and smell the roses or stop and smell the soap. That's when you realize like, hey, listen, man, it doesn't, it, that finish line is like not really that important. I mean, it is and it isn't. Of course, there are deadlines for work. There are, you know, um, things that we have to be accountable for. But most of the time it's not, I mean, look what's happening now. We've got, we're all on lockdown, like worldwide, right? What if you didn't know how to do anything but stay on schedule? You'd be going crazy. And, and I'm not saying that I don't sometimes get a little antsy while I'm sitting here thinking like, geez, I, I would like to have a task. But at the same time, you know, you, you have opportunities to just sit and look at life. Like how good is life? I'm not actually 
I'm not actually really as stuck as I sometimes think. And I think that that's, um, that's something that I learned from Zach and Zach actually, uh, is, is huge coach of mine, even though I'm supposed to be his mentor. And I think, um, I think that's a, a lesson for me that along the way I have learned time and time again, that the people that you're, you know, when you go out to help people and you give them everything you can, I mean, look at you, like you are in a position right now, you are doing so well. I am so impressed with you, but I would come to you for training at this point far before I would say, yeah, I'm, I'm the expert in strength and conditioning. Not, not now, now it's switched. You know, I'm so impressed. I'm so proud. And, um, and, and, uh, it's really important when you, when you recognize like, yeah, but, um, help when you can and have a look back and see how much that that opportunity to help and that experience has, has wound up helping you. It, it really, um, I think it's what life actually is meant to be about. Anyway, that is way more than I'd like to be sharing about me <laughs> at this point. I'm sorry. No, it's great because yeah. you br you bring up a lot of a lot of good points. Like you know, I learned from these kids, and I've learned from kids that I've worked with all along the way. Right, ten years in the game here. You know, I'm one, the guy I work with, Coach Phil Jacobs. He was on last week's show. You know, he brought me yeah. in. He's been teaching for almost thirty years, I think, or close to it. You know, and he yeah. and he's got stories like that from thirty years of you know of teaching and coaching and doing all this stuff. We we learn a lot and we take a lot. Uh, from mm -hmm. the kids we work with each day um, and then you turn around and, and you just keep you know paying it forward giving it back to the next group or you know hey maybe they learn something from us and they go and and, and pass it on to the next one so no that was good yeah, I, cool. I wrote that down you got to stop and smell the soap I don't like flowers so it, was a funny, it was a funny time he was explaining it to me and I was like that's beautiful beautiful and I always tell him like you know, because he gets, so what he's done now, not that it's, you know, but he's, I'm so proud of it. I'm so proud of him that I'm going to brag a little bit about it. But, um, you know, he wanted, like I said, he wanted to be a film producer. So we trained and trained and trained. And, um, you know, in that period of time, that was when we got to know each other. We, we, we just shared everything. Like, I mean, I, I don't know how he missed it, but I'm, I'm the one that taught him how to ride a bicycle. I taught him how to drive a car. Uh, I mean, the, the amount of, of things that, that we've done together far exceeds that aspect of like, oh, this is my, this is my trainer that my parents got me. Um, and it's amazing and that it was so special that they let me be that person for him. But um, I could not be more proud that when he was um, 18 years old, trying to figure out where we, what he was going to do with his life, still wanted to be a film producer. And he is, um, well, he's home now because of this uh, pandemic that's happening at the moment. But um, he is in his sophomore year at NYU Film School. So he is doing it. He's doing he it. is, I mean, he is doing it. And um, we've, made a, we've made a pact that all of the movies that he produces, I get to be in absolutely every single one of them as an extra. So you can, you can, you can look for me. I'm going to be the mailman that just walks past in the background. It's going to be great. Um, yeah, but uh, you know, and it's, it's things, it's things that, 
I always said that I used training, and you probably do as well as as does Mr. Jacobs. Um, but your training is your medium. Like it's just the clay. But the reason that teaching you was so important, and that that teaching people like Zach, people, and I've gone on and I've um I've done some other programs, some strength and conditioning programs. Um, I don't know if you're familiar with Training for Warriors, but it was it's the sister company of um well in a way of the Parisi Speed School. Um, it's far more than that, I would say, but it, it came from similar roots, let's say. Um, but it's, it's just a, a way of connecting with people. It's just this common ground that we create. Uh, but the idea is to take, because it's what I know, because training is what I know and what I can relate to people. I can get people um, to be excited about learning how to do a deadlift. I think a deadlift is one of the most empowering movements and things that you can learn, particularly as a female, I will say. Um, but it's, it's important because once you, once you get it, you actually start realizing, wow, not everybody can do that. And that did take, some real mental fortitude and that took a lot of practice and i i see why not everybody in the gym is doing this one this is a this is the moment of truth and it takes prep and it takes understanding before it takes physicality and that's life man that's just if you can take those concepts and then take them out of the gym and apply them to you know film school apply them to to being a, a plumber, to being a, an IT guru, a politician, whatever it is. But our opportunities, I, I for one, have never really cared too much about whether or not somebody plays a sport very well. I only care about whether or not I was able to use the fundamentals of improving their performance in improving their life. Like, that's just... That's what it's about. I, I just don't care. Yeah. That's absolutely what coaching and, and teaching is about. Like Exactly yeah. what you said. Hey, if you cared about how good kids were at their sports, you would have thrown me out of that gym. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> what are you talking about? You had reflexes. I, I did, but that didn't necessarily make me a stud offensive lineman. Um, but we see it all the time. Like, I've been I've coached throws and stuff. It, I, you know, the, the kid that, the kid that wanted to be there and wanted to work hard and you got to build that relationship with was more enjoyable to coach than that kid that was naturally gifted and just thought, Oh, I could come in and do whatever. Oh, they're a pain in the ass. I'm sorry, but they're an absolute pain in the ass. And you know how to deal with them as well. Yeah. Best way to deal with a kid that's full of talent, give them something they can't quite do yet. Yep. Good. Now back up. Yeah, or get them, or get them around somebody that could do it better than them. That's true too. That is very true as well. But you know, um, uh, you also do have people in in the game. I mean, you remember a guy that, that you went to school with? I know you remember him, but uh, but I'll, I'll drop his name anyway if it's all right. Uh, Mr. Coleman Edmund. Oh yeah. One of the best athletes you will ever, ever, ever see in your life. But the guy has to work hard to get his body to do it the right way. 
in a way that he won't injure himself. I mean, the, this guy, like, you can you can have a look at him on Instagram now. Or you can get whoever's listening. Go, go and look him up. He's, he's incredible. Um, and he pays attention. He wants to learn. He wants to know those things about the best way to do. But his fundamentals are absolutely atrocious. And it, and it comes down to that they're not so good um, in his lifting anyway, because he's so damn athletic that he finds success anyway. It's a jump up on this giant box. Well, he can just do it. He doesn't have to do it the right way. You know, to be able to, to sling his body up here and up there and whatever, like he doesn't, he doesn't have to have good mechanics necessarily. And to impress upon people that are already finding success, that long-term success may not be there. It, I mean, it's impossible. Like, how do you tell a kid that's in their prime what sore feels like? <laughs> I, I can't explain it to you, but I feel things. I, like, I have places on my body that hurt now that 10 years ago, I didn't even know they existed. <laughs> you know? Yeah. But you can't necessarily teach some of those things. So what you'd have to do is, is um, like, what do you do for, for teaching people um, the value of, I don't know, something simple, like say warming up, but a routine, you know, a routine um, that winds up giving them respect for routine. Does that make sense? Yeah. I mean, for us, it's, we're, we're a checklist uh, when we squat, right, we set our feet, right, step one, right, we press out on our feet, step two, fill our belly with air. And all, all my kids that are listening to this, they're probably reciting it because they've done it a million times. Air, neck, brace, squat, open the knees, sit back. And they are constantly having to repeat that over and over again. Every rep, every time they squat, they should be air, neck, brace, squat. And if they don't do it, I'm getting in their ear right there. And sometimes it might be as simple as after they finish their set, hey, remember, right? You got to go through that checklist. Or it might be, depending on the individual, when they're under the bar, hey, it, air, 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 right? That constant cueing. And then we try to promote that in our weight room. Mm. One, of the things, yeah. one of the things that I, that I learned uh, from Louis Simmons, I learned a ton of stuff from Louis Simmons. We were talking about him before we started. Mm -hmm. Never met the man. Would like to one day. But the way he ran Westside Barbell and continues to run Westside Barbell, if we're in a training group together, it's my job to make you stronger. And yeah. once you get like stronger that. than me, well, then, then it flips. Right now, right. now it's, now it's on you to get me back up. But if we were in the same, same body weight, right around that, right. All those things being similar. Right. So when they have a new guy come in, you know, say a guy's a, you know, 120 kilogram power lifter, right? And he's working with the other 120s or some guy close to him. Well, all the guys that have been there, it's their job to build that person up and get them stronger. And that's something we try to promote in our weight room. You know, when somebody isn't following those steps, when somebody isn't taking and doing the small things right, not only is it me and Coach Jacobs, you know, kind of reinforcing that, but we all reinforce each other. Like that's it. Like that's I'll funny. I'll walk over to a rack or and you know a kid will be in the rack and I'll look at the three kids that are you know side spotting and back spotting and be like, uh, what do we need to fix here? 
And then I'll let the kids coach it and let the kids fix it. And obviously, you know, you guide them a little bit, but I'll let them do it. And say, hey, don't, that's, you know. That's exactly. That's bad. You know, you see something that's bad. Like, I'll, I'll get more, I'll get more upset when at a kid that's letting another kid do something wrong and not correcting it than I would ever at a kid for doing it wrong and making a mistake. Like you're standing right there. Like fix that. Absolutely. Um, that's right. And how do you do it positively? That's the thing, because this is, this is where you teach how to be a good human. You know, this is, this is your moment, man. This is where you're making your actual difference. And, and I, um, so how old are the kids that you're dealing with? Like how young do you get them, get them lifting? Um, the youngest kids I'll have are in fifth and sixth grade. Oh, wow. That's awesome. And so what would you do with, with that age group? Cause I'm sure that there's still, again, it's just so different being in two different countries and the thought processes, but what's the concept of young kids lifting? I scale it down for them. Mm-hmm. It's movement, you know, and, and but to them, like, they look like just like everyone else in the room and what they're doing. Cause they'll come in at the same, they'll come in at three o'clock and we'll have, yeah. we'll have everybody in there at the same time. Like I, there's only so many hours in the day, but yeah, I'll, sure. I'll, I'll group them together and I'll, they spend a lot of time. They train in our conjugate system. They learn how to warm up correctly. The way we do our, our warmups, our potentiated warmup, they learn how to squat. You know, they learn all our, our cues and all those things. And, you know, instead of, you know, a 45 pound bar, it might be a 15 pound mini bar on their back. Or if a a kid is that far, you know, where they, that 15 pound mini bar still, and we, we always squat to a box. So that makes it a little bit easier for them to learn doing, you know, squat at least. Um, so for them, right. If that, if they can't get off that box correctly, well then, you know, let's pop the weight off their back and, Hey, you know, holding, holding your hands in this position. And this is the most important thing right here and teaching them how to get off the box and, and squeeze the glutes and hamstrings to move and teaching them all those small things where, you know, if they look at the rack next to them, the high school seniors doing the same thing, but the only difference is the high school seniors, you know, got, you know, 225 on their back for a speed set or, but I train them all the, all the same. And the benefit of those kids coming in is they're learning what a, tra- a training environment looks like. They're learning movement patterns. Are they going to jump crazy amounts of weight and get all kinds of strong? No, but they're going to have fun when they come in. They're going to learn movement pattern and hopefully go tell all their friends that are in fifth and sixth grade and bring them along too. Like I have a small little army of like 15 of them. There's a bus that brings them up to the high school. And and there's a little armor. There's, you know, there's a kid, kid at the front, uh, you know, shout out Noah reader, little guy, fifth grade. All right. He's, he he can't even reach. He can't can't even reach to put the fives back on the the top of the rack. Like, wait, Hey, you would, you would tower over this kid. (laughs) (laughs) Only for this year. Don't worry. No, you're still going. He'll grow. He'll grow. Um, but yeah, he, you know, he, he leads that crew in and they get in there and they get going and you know, it's just, it, it keeps it moving. And it's yeah, just, I call it's like, you know, setting the hook, you know, come in, train, 
get the catch the bug now right get the the experience of looking up to a, a high school kid that's in there have that high school kid come over and help you with something yeah the cycle keeps going you know it's so cool chris because um it's so weird listening to myself call you chris but it's so so great because it's just reminiscent of of where you and i started off i remember those things i remember um you know, they, they were little kids and they're not little kids anymore. They're, you know, in, in college or graduated already as well. Um, Cause that was, I mean, I left 12 years ago. So, you know, your, your seven year olds are, they're gaining on us, aren't they? Mm -hmm. um, but they used to come in. I don't know if you remember or not, there was a little redheaded girl that used to come in. She was about six, maybe seven years old. She used to put you and, and Marriage Riser and, and Quentin through your paces because you all would try to skip over a hip circuit or something like that. And she was like, no, that's not what we're doing. This is coming next. And she knew it. And, and the, um, the atmosphere that you guys were kind enough to create, now not that I was going to let anything else happen, but you did. You included everybody. And you looked down um, in a positive way. Like you looked, you looked back and, and you guys were all pulling everybody up. And that's that concept that, you know, you, you talk about like uh, whether or not you're stepping on somebody to, to climb up or if you're, um, you know, turning around and pulling somebody or being pulled up, raised up by other people. Always look back and see who you can grab on and bring with you. That's the important thing. When you create that atmosphere, it sounds like that's exactly what you're doing. It's going to be the most popular program going, you know. Like it's because it's also not actually, you could, you know, it could be a drawing class. If that's what, if that's what the atmosphere was, it could be a drawing class that was just as, as popular, but it just so happens that it's around physical strength. So good. It's, mm -hmm. it's something that every single one of those kids is going to remember as like the best part of their life. Try. The best 60 minutes of their day when they come, when they come in the weight room for an hour. Yeah. That's, what we, try, well, that's what we try to be. How many kids have you got in the program at the, at the moment? Um, let's see a couple hundred a day. Probably oh, hundred kids a day. Probably close to 200 a day. So um, our Jeez, classes are amazing, man. All we have five sections of the class. We have five sections of the class and there's 35 kids in each one. Like they're, they're turning kids away to get into the class. So we're hoping that our guidance department's going to open us up some more classes. Even if, you know, Phil and I do a, a double class where, you know, we got 60, but there's two of us in the, in the room, you know, we, we, can can, have, have room for we could run, we could run 60 in a room. We got 12 racks. It, it would be tight, but we could do it. Wow. We, we can do it. You know, you put five, five on a rack and it, it actually works to me. It actually works nicer having larger groups because when you have, you know, kids working at a rack and there's two kids and one rack, well, then mm -hmm. there's that time in between when there's five kids in a the rack, there ain't no time in between because as soon as yeah. you come off the bench or, you know, out from under the bar, you're rolling to one side and you're changing plates for the next person coming in and they're getting underneath the bar and they're moving. And That's there's right. no downtime whatsoever. You know, you, if you don't put your own weight on the bar in our gym, 
Yeah. Yeah, you're that's getting, great. You're getting under the bar. You're getting locked in. You're going through your checklist and you're ready to go while the people that are in your group are loading the bar for you. Right. So this it was so, a big move. Oh, it's so exciting. I wish I could I could be a fly on the wall. Well, hey, actually, I wish I could actually be in that room with you. That would be so exciting. Whenever you come back to the States, take that fly right in there to, to Detroit. We'll pick you up. Oh, I'm making the trip. Oh, God, I am. I um, I should tag you, uh, uh, bring you a bit of, um, I'll wear my Iron Dread shirt, actually, next next meet that I do. I, Absolutely. Uh, Send us. Well, it's been canceled. It was supposed to be into May, but um, yeah, it's, uh, I've been thinking, I've got two people that I train with. Uh, since October, I've been doing powerlifting training as well, myself, and um it's because of what you do with, with your guys. It's the same exact principle. It's just having a, a team. And the three of us, um, you know, different shapes, different bodies, different everything. Same goal, which is to lift more weight and do so with a team. So we help each other out. And uh, so we've got two little gyms set up, one in a garage and one outside of my house here. And um, we just meet about three times a week. Because uh, we can't have more than two people at a time. Mm-hmm. So we just kind of sporadically just, you know, kind of move between our little gym setups. And um, God, it's so much fun. So much fun. But um, we're going to be doing kind of our own meet just to see. Because we were supposed to have one in, yeah, end of May. And if, I mean, that's been postponed till indefinite time. But um, if we can, you know, figure out where we would be and plan for the next group. That would be, um, that would be the goal at this point. I'm seeing if I can get into the hundred kilo club again. It's been a long time, I think. <laughs> but um, I don't know what that would be in weight in pounds anymore. Well, the 2.2 pounds per kilogram. So yeah. I know in the, in the USAPL, I compete in the 120 kilogram plus. There you go. My weight class. Oh, as you're in, or you're the weight class. Yeah, my weight class is 120 okay, kilogram plus. So, so if you're going trying to get into 100 kilo club, you're probably somewhere around just over 200, uh, 220, probably. Uh, maybe I'm, I'm talking about the weights that I'm lifting. Yeah. Yeah. So if you're so you're trying to go like two 220 pounds or something, 230. Yeah, about that. So. Yeah, so I'll and, make it public here. I want to hit one. Uh, I want to hit one ten for my deadlift. Mm-hmm. I'm looking at eighty five. I missed the eighty five last meet, so eighty five on my squat. And I really don't care at all about my bench because my shoulders are just going to pieces. But let's see what I can come up with. Gotta get your <laughs> gotta get your hands as long on as some. Fifty five uh, or over, I'm happy. Gotta get your hands on some specialty bars down there. That's one of the big things we do with conjugate is yeah, we have, we have specialty bars. So get on that, get on that neutral grip bar, lay off that shoulder a little bit. My help. Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah. Easy. My help. I like that. I'll check it out. I'm sure you can find one somewhere. Yeah, for sure. Probably cheap now on eBay. Yeah. <laughs> Nobody can use them in the gyms. All the, all the gyms that have closed down the poor things. Everything's yeah. for sale. The used equipment guys are gonna gonna have a field day here. It's sad. 
Yeah. Well, let's yeah. let's look and see. We we our normal format of the show is uh, you know, we kind of just go down and we talk about all these questions. But you touched on a lot of the different things without me having to ask oh, you. Sorry. Huh? So it makes it. No, that's right. It's it flows nice. I think that the next thing we'll go to, well, we already we talked about training, right? You're training for powerlifting. We talked about your goals. Um, one of the things that we love in our program, and I can remember back in the day, you know, us uh, jamming to some songs in the in the old Mid Hudson Athletic Club there, the Priestly Street yes. School. Um, when uh, when you're training, what's your uh, what's your favorite genre of music to play and uh, we do a segment called the weight room song of the week. So you're going to get to pick that weight room song of the week. So oh, no, you wouldn't, you wouldn't want to listen to what I want to listen to. And uh, maybe, <laughs> no, nah, you wouldn't want to listen to it. Um, I, uh, look, I will always warm up. I will always warm up with a bit of Lupe Fiasco to this day. He's my favorite. However, one of my personal favorites, um, for like the older you get, the longer it takes you to warm up. So you gotta have different segments of warming up. And my very first thing that I like to do is I wanna skip rope. Um, so I'll get in there and skip for like two to five minutes without anything. With That's like my pre-warm-up warm-up. Um, and there's this guy, and I, I'm sorry kids, I'm so sorry. I do not want to make you work out to this, but you can listen to it if you like. But there's this guy, his name is Peter Lee Johnson. Peter Lee Johnson. He's a violinist. Okay. And he mashes up um, classical music with current, current songs. Okay. And I love his, it's about, it's two, two minutes and 49 seconds, which is fine for just a bit of skipping. And it gets me going. It's it's a cross up of um, uh, Lupe Fiasco. The show goes. Show must go on. And um, Pachelbel Cannons in D minor. <laughs> <laughs> I I love it. I personally absolutely love it. I do not want to force anybody to have to listen to that. That's what earbuds are for. I'm sorry, <laughs> but you've asked. <laughs> if that's if that's what you're picking for the song though it goes on the playlist if i could find it on spotify All right. it, it goes on the playlist i don't even know if it's on spotify i reckon you have to find it on youtube um but i would say i would always go i wouldn't i would never have an issue with lupe fiasco i would never have an issue with metallica i would never have an issue with um a bit of usher I'm not really like a like go crazy, go hard kind of kind of human. Um, I think uh, I think the songs for me usually remind me of of people that people that motivate me. I used to train with Coleman all the time, and there are songs that um, that we used to listen to, and and I mean it was in like the golden era of like we have absolutely nothing but our love for training and it's going to take us into wherever we want to be in the world and those are my go back to songs so much that because that's the motivation it's not the beat it's the 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 drive you know so it, i think it's a it's a personal thing yeah i mean what is it eric eric church had a song um called you know the melody it sounds like a memory 
yes. along the lines in the song, right? So we, we hear that we hear these music, these songs and they take us back to certain places. Right. And I, I have one that I play in the weight room all the time, right? A little shine down, uh, 45. Right? And you may not know this, but that song used to be playing on the TVs in the Mac all the time when we were training. So yeah, when right. I, when I think about, when I hear that song, it takes me back to training with you at the Mac oh, and, and doing all that stuff still to this day. What song is it? I'm going to write it down. I'll put it on my playlist. It's uh, it, it's a slower, slower rock song. Shine Down is the name of the band. And the, uh, the name of the song is 45, just the number 45. All right. Fantastic. I'm going to check it out after this. I'm going to work out with that today. You'll remember it. it yeah. It, it, I bet I would. I'm sure it played on loop. It wasn't just a coincidence <laughs> that every time I was in there, it was playing. I'm sure it played a couple times a day. Oh, God. It would have been on. Yeah. <laughs> I, think I, I think I lived there for a while. Every time, every, every time I went in, you were there. Well, that's whether, true. That's whether, you true. Were training, whether you were training me or not. About even if I was just going in the lift or you know do something, you were still there. I always come over yeah, and see you. Well, there you go. All right. I guess so, we're about to be tonight, don't we? Yeah. So I have, so listen, you, you gave me a bunch of stuff here, but I need one. I need one song to say that Sir Cats picked this song for the Iron Dread Weight Room Song of the Week to be added to our Spotify playlist. I, I need one. Oof. Oof. Yeah, I'm going to go with Lupe. I'm going to go with Lupe Fiasco. Go goes on. I usually will, will chuck that on if I actually need to motivate myself. Okay? And I'm not thinking like, right, I'm ready to go. If I actually need to put myself into right, shut up and do it phase, um, that's the one. And then whatever comes on after that is going to have to do. Just background yeah. noise up there. All right, so we got it now. Lupe Fiasco okay. show goes on. That's going to be our weight room song of the week later. That's the one for the week. Yeah, that'll be the, the weight room song of the week on our Spotify playlist. You can find that Spotify playlist, folks. As always, just go on Spotify, search Iron Dread weight room song of the week, and you'll see it. Follow that playlist to keep up with the songs as our guests pick them each and every week. Um, so listen um we got we got this thing we do right and conjugate you know they're big on the dynamic effort method right the speed sets right 10 sets of two right and usually we got one day of the week where we go heavy one day of the week where we go fast right we do speed sets right. on our on our fast days right so what i got here is is 10 questions right? and they're fast they're just bang 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 bang, bang. Right. all right all right so, so we're gonna run through these we're gonna run, run through these um with this all right so it starts with this now you're you're new yorker right turned you know sydney australia resident but here in michigan right a lot of our listeners are in the state of michigan there is two colors that you side on you either go blue or you go green right? <laughs> so here in Michigan, it's go blue Michigan Wolverines or it's go green Michigan State Spartans. Which side are you picking? Go blue or go green? I'm always going Wolverines. Absolutely. Got it. Got to Got to go. Got to go. Because one of your compatriots went to Michigan. Yeah. One of the guys that you trained with. Yeah. Yeah. Who went, who, who went, to, who went to Michigan? 
Oh, wait, yeah, 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 yes, 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 yes. Joey yes. Pezza. He did. Yeah, from Highland. And he walked He walked on football or no? Uh, look, I can't remember if he wound up making it. He, he, he was going for it, and I reckon he went the first week or so. He may have actually landed a spot, but he didn't, he didn't finish up with it. It's, it's tricky. I got to find out if he was there or not, because, you know, oddly enough, my future father-in-law here is the equipment manager. What well, was oh, yeah. the equipment manager for the University of Michigan football team? So oh. if he if he was there, we'll, we'll see we'll see if uh, we'll see if Joey Pezzo from Highland. Shout out to Joey. I'm sure he's not going to hear this, but uh, I remember I remember him. Oh, he we might. Train together a lot. He might. It's, a, it's amazing how many people. It's yeah. amazing how many people I stay in touch with. Like just like yourself, like the periodic, like hey, how's it going, or or whatever, and um, and he's one of them. So uh, I might just tell him, listen, man. You got, yeah, you got to share it. Out of, out of, out of good. All right, ready? Next one. Favorite ready? movie. Next. A League of Their Own. League of Their Own. Favorite TV show. I have, oh, God, I don't even own a TV anymore. Um, uh, oh. No, no nothing. Uh, does Netflix count? Yeah, go for it. I literally don't own a TV in, in 10 years. I don't own one. Um, curb Your Enthusiasm. <laughs> okay. I love yeah. that show. <laughs> hey, have you, you checked out the Tiger King yet on Netflix? I absolutely will not. It's a complete train Never. wreck. It's, it's a complete train wreck. 100% but... I will not. As you know, I've gotten into <laughs> It's no, a complete train wreck. I'm in... I'm in animal rescue now, and um, and that's like that's the passion in life. So I can't watch it. I can't do it. We'll, we'll come back to that. Well, after we finish our speed sets, we'll come back to that because I want you to I want you to talk about your animal rescue uh, stuff here before we <laughs> uh, wrap this up. So uh, number one hobby besides training. Um. Yeah. Dogs, man. Take dogs. dogs. Your favorite training day of the week. Uh, today. How's that one? <laughs> That's the best answer I've heard yet. That's it, man. Your favorite exercise to train. And don't tell me whatever one you have Deadlift. today. Deadlift. <laughs> Deadlift. Sumo or Deadlift. conventional? All, all, all Deadlift. my power. Hang on. You, you cut out for a minute. Sorry, folks. You know, the uh, internet, internet's giving us some hard time. So Deadlift. Sumo or conventional? Um, look, I'm I'm more for conventional, but my um, back sometimes prefers sumo. Okay. Some people say sumo is cheating. We start with sumo when we teach. Well, our kids. you should start with sumo. I'm a I'm a firm believer in that. Yeah. Hip strength, all all athletics comes back to hip strength right everything comes back to a deadlift we were talking before you you um started recording this that deadlifting is to me one of the most empowering movements that people can can bring into their lives i think um and i love teaching um clinics i love teaching people that are not interested like in they're not athletes they're not even really interested in in gym work 
they've come to me at this point. I deal with people that are, that are um, coming off of injuries that have come from physical therapy that have come from like, they've got different congenital health issues. And um, weirdly I've found a little niche industry in, in helping with postnatal um, care. So anybody from, I've got about five, six clients that I'm dealing with, um, between eight weeks and a year and a half post having a, a baby or even a second baby. Mm-hmm. And I see the same issues in them, just the same as if I were to see an athlete has, you know, uh, I've learned here in Australia, cricketers always have shin splints. Um, you know, basketball players, a lot of have, they'll, you'll, you'll have shin splints, um, water, water polo or, or volleyball. They've got shoulder issues. Well, mothers, of multiple children have what I call baby holding shoulder (laughs) and they have issues in their hips. (laughs) So it doesn't matter who they are. Deadlifting is a thing that I make people, I love making people understand how important it is to be able to be strong and how important it is to be able to control that strength and do it on purpose and and then taking that concept and they get actually really excited actually really um empowered by a deadlift it's awesome so yes in super long answer deadlift (laughs) um your favorite sport to play hockey Field hockey. Field hockey. Yeah. Um, your favorite sport to watch? Football, but like gridiron. Ameri- as American football. American football. American or football. Absolutely. Not a- yeah, the whole world calls it gridiron. Turns out. I um, I've taught some Australian rules football in my different phys ed classes. Have you been to any of those games? Aussie rules. Uh, yes. It is- Swans, a bit of, bit of shout out to the Sydney Swans, which I thought was so stupid until I went to an actual game. And it's kind of like watching ice hockey. Being at the game, it does you don't even need to know the rules. It's fun mm-hmm. as a spectator, mm-hmm. which is good because in AFL, unless you grew up playing it, you don't know the rules. End of story. Like you're never going to actually know them. So just yeah. just get in there and watch. Here for somebody who's you know kicking somebody else in the groin. That's about it. <laughs> if I used to play, run a modified version with very simple rules in my phys ed classes, but the kids always seem to enjoy it. All yeah. Right. Two more. Favorite food. Uh... I've gone vegetarian mostly. Um, I would say, uh, look, I love pasta. You know, I do. doesn't matter how you cook it, what you put it with. It's so delicious. <laughs> it blends well with everything. It does, doesn't it, man? <laughs> you know, eating is a funny thing. Nutrition's a funny bit because everybody knows what to do. Everybody does. You can play that that good and bad food game. Mm -hmm. Everybody knows the answers. You know, we all know how we should eat. It's usually just a matter of like, but are you doing what you know? 
and God, the amount of, of, of stuff that I see, I'm like, I told you before, like I'm really anti the fitness industry and a lot of it is because of food. Mm-hmm. I love the people that ask me all the time, like, oh, what can, can you write me a, a, a diet plan? No, no, I refuse to put that amount of time into something you are not going to do. Mm-hmm. No, but for myself personally, yeah, pasta. Yes. We, we could take Ooh, this and spin it. off into a whole nother half hour talking about nutrition and the fitness industry. And I tell my oh, health classes, God. I tell my health classes all the time, right? I'm teaching you this stuff so you can have that little BS detector when somebody tries to feed you some line of crap outside of the, you know, of these walls here in our school. Yes. Yes. We need some whistleblowers. Yes. And it is, it's, it's a mess. Another day, maybe. Chris. We'll do that one. We'll do that one for another episode. I reckon that's a good idea. At last one, last mm-hmm. one. And you kind of talked a little bit about it already. Now Lupe Fiasco's your guy, right? You picked his song show goes on for the weight room song of the week. But what is your absolute favorite genre to play, to to listen to? And I think if I remember correctly, you kind of talked about it. You're a little, little on edge. You can't really pick one. Yeah. Um, are you talking about abs- in the weight room or just hanging out? Uh, in the weight room training. In the weight room training. Um, uh, I think genre-wise, I don't know if I would go with, with genre-wise. I, I enjoy having a theme. I like, um, I, like, uh, I like having things be upbeat for sure. Um, and it, I think it does very much depend on whether or not I've put something on the loudspeakers or if I'm listening to it in the confines of my own headset because, mm-hmm. um, yeah, I might be too embarrassed to play what I really like. Uh, because again, I think it comes down to, you know, keeping yourself motivated, keeping yourself, what makes you, you know, cause like you go out for a run and it, you know, I used to make back in the day, we used to make CDs kids about, uh, and you chuck them in your Walkman, your Discman, yep. stick it in your pocket and go for a jog. But, um, you know, we would, I would make these CDs and it would, it would kind of roll up and down because, you know, you, you need that little bit of pick-me-up and you'd run to the music. Um, but you, you can't just go, you can't go flat out the whole time. You just can't do it. So um, I don't know. I, I think having a theme for a session is good, but it depends on what it is that I'm doing that day. If I want to, if I'm going to be doing heavy sets, um, I don't know, something with it, with a good beat is, is important, but, um, it's very different than if I'm going to be doing a, a high intensity energy circuit that day, which doesn't happen often, but <laughs> you know, um, it's, it's a tough one to say. I think I, like I, Chris, I've been in the weight room since I was like 10, 12 years old. Well, 12 years old. So it changes a lot, <laughs> you know, um, mm-hmm. it changes a lot. I am sorry. I can't give you a better answer than that. We run theme days in our <laughs> weight room to keep it, to keep it from, uh, you talk about changing, right? You always have, when you have large groups, 
Like people always want to hear certain things. So to kind of combat that, we just do theme days. Mosh pit Mondays, yeah. right? All our hard rock, right? Has a band called Five yeah. Finger Five Finger Death Punch. Have they made their way to Australia yet? Well, uh, maybe, but of all the things that I am very in tune with music and who's singing it is not one of them. So I can't say for sure. Add add five finger death punch to your list as far add as high yeah. high high energy, loud guitars, loud vocals, whenever you're feeling that. Are we mosh pit Mondays? Cool. Tuesdays are we throw back on Tuesdays just to be different than everybody else that throws back on Thursdays. Wednesday <laughs> Wednesday's our favorite day of the week in the Iron Joe program, and it's Wu Tang Clan Wednesday. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Wu Tang Clan and similar important. artists. That's really important to be teaching kids today what actual rap was. Yeah. <laughs> yes. That's good. It's a very important thing. Hey, we start. We would it's start like every class. class. Oh yeah. Hey, you you they they hear it all on Wu Tang Wednesday. And uh, they, you know, they'll walk around the, the school and, you know, I encourage them. And when, whenever they see someone else wearing an Iron Dread shirt at school, you know, on Wednesday, you know, they got to throw up the Wu-Tang Clan. <laughs> yeah. I love it. Oh, that's awesome. That's so cool. Thursday, we see, let them listen to theirs. Huh? What was that? Throwbacks. I said throwbacks is, um, God, it, it catches up to you really quickly. Like that's like the nineties and things. I have a client, he's, um, believe it or not, he recovered from a stroke, uh, but he's now, he had a stroke when he was 20. Wow. So, uh, you know, lay off the Red Bull kids. Mm-hmm. Um, anyway, we were, we were listening to something or other about a year ago. And I think it was, uh, I think, I think it was Usher. I had Usher on and he's like, who's this? <laughs> what are you talking about? Who is? Get out. Of, get out. Get out and try Usher? again tomorrow. Come back tomorrow. You leave. <laughs> Please allow the door to hit you on the way out. You, you've got to go. You don't, you don't <laughs> know all the words to yeah or let it burn. Can't, you can't, can't be, be in my presence. Get out. I cannot be seen with you, man. <laughs> Fix it. Fix it. <laughs> Teach them all the time. That's the word. Constant, constant teaching. Mm. Constant well, teaching. it's important, isn't it? <laughs> About everything in life. Cultural, you know. Listen, like we're, we're we're building good humans here. That's what we have to do. All right. So the last thing we got, I want you to you know talk about all the work you're doing uh, with animal rescue. Um, at the end, I'm gonna. Uh, have you drop your uh, social media handles and everybody might be wondering what at life with Greg means. And this could, this could be uh, their answer, right? That's right. That's right. Well, um, so a few years ago I got my darling, well, yeah, four years ago now I got my darling boy, Greg. Um, he's an American staffy, probably mixed with a little bit of something else. Um, he is just the whole world to me. And uh, thanks to him, he's sleeping over in the chair right next to me, so I'm just looking at him. But um, yeah, thanks to him, I have uh, accidentally found my way into helping out in different, um, different ways with different animal rescue groups. Um, 
And where I have found my niche at the moment is in, you know, dealing with, with dogs specifically. I mean, I'm, I'm a fan of every animal, barring maybe snakes and a few spiders, but, um, you moved to the right country for that. Yeah. You know, I'm not opposed to them. I just don't want them around me, but, um, you know, fair enough. Please exist. Just do it elsewhere. They're better behind glass. Right? No, you know, for me, actually, I've got a, a strong phobia of snakes, a proper, like a proper phobia of them, which, you know, unfortunately, the only way to deal with that is to actually go through like a, a dealing with it process, which, no, I don't want to do that. That's far too daunting. But anyway, um, yeah, animals and, uh, and, and, and animal rescue, but it's very funny that you, you know, we've talked all this time about, um, about training and, and we've kind of touched on like the way that I feel about the fitness industry. And again, I, I don't know exactly how it is in the States at the moment, but I know here in Australia and certainly what I see on Instagram, because I've actually removed myself from Facebook. Greg has a Facebook account because I have to um, interact with a few of the rescues. So I just, I just made him one, but um, yeah, I, I really detest what happens um, in the fitness industry. Um, what you do and what I used to do when I was dealing with athletes and um, students pretty much primarily, is a different ballgame. That's, um, you're dealing with dreams. You're dealing with hopes and dreams. And so you're looking at empowering people and, and building confidence um, and telling people, yes, you, you can, you, you can do this. I don't care what this is, but you can do it. Um, but that's not what all of the fitness industry is. And what I have found that that pertains to is, is oftentimes like people that are already feeling badly about themselves, they're either overweight, they're overworked, they're overtired, they're underappreciated, they're underpaid, they're all kinds of things that are conducive to, to poor mental health as well as poor physical health. Um, and the adverts for, you know, nutrition, the adverts for um, franchise gyms or even personal training studios, it's throwing things in their face that are already making people that don't feel well about themselves feel worse. Like you're, you're intimidating into action for those people who actually take action as opposed to encouraging people they're coming to you for help. You know what I mean? Like I, for one, like I said, I'm, I mean, look, I'm 37 now and I mean, I'm, you know, I'm in a hoodie and, and, and track pants every day. Um, I'm not, and, and I go to the gyms and I see, or I see people out in the park. So outdoor fitness is really a big thing here because we've got a beautiful, um, you know, environment here, but it, it really bothers me. It really touches, touches on a lot of things, you know, emotionally 
for me. But I see people that are training people who are out there, they're in their crop tops or they got their shirts off or they're looking, you know, it's all about their, their social media handles and, and their own selfies and, and how they look as opposed to helping the people that are coming to them for help. You know, my, I, I'm fit. I'm 37 years old and I'm, I'm, I'm pretty fit. And every time I've ever been in the gym where, um, cause I like to train for myself. I like to train at off peak hours. It's just easier. And I don't know how many times a year people, you know, they see me in something that is maybe training attire and they say, my God, I didn't realize how fit you were. I said, well, that's right. Because it's not my job to come in here flaunting it. It's my job to help people that want to be better. And what I see in the fitness industry is that you've got a majority of people who um, aren't getting the help that they're looking for and they actually drop off and they're feeling then worse about themselves than before. And not only that, but then they have a tainted view of the fitness industry and of exercise and of being healthy and of having a community that helps them find a bit of confidence and find a bit of empowerment. And so what I have actually been working on during this period of uh, isolation is um, I'm trying to get something off the ground where I can incorporate what people really need, those people, like my, my target audience being people who are, they don't enjoy training. That's 85% of the adult population, by the way. 85% of the Western world 25 years and older does not enjoy exercise. So those that do it anyway are doing it anyway. <laughs> They're doing it because they know they should. Mm -hmm. um, but I'd like to incorporate that and this need for rescue animals to be um, put in an environment where they are easier to be rehomed. So um, I've, had the, I've had the benefit of working with a few animal behaviorists um, because my dog is a bit nutso. So I brought in the big guns and I've got a few people that um, I call them Greg psychologists. And, um, but they're teaching me and I can't tell you how much um, sometimes they talk about Greg's hypervigilance and his um, over arousal and uh, you know, his inability to be able to focus on, on his task at hand because there's so many environmental distractions going on. And I can't always tell whether or not they're talking about him or if they're talking about me. Um, but they're exactly the same. Like we have the same personality and the same issues. And, and so what has happened is that I can relate to him. So I'm, I'm learning from him, but at the same time, um, I'm realizing, ah, I can help you because now I can understand where your behaviors are coming from. It's coming from an emotional state as opposed to, you know, he's not a naughty boy. He's not a naughty dog. He's just a dog who has, um, he's in, in, a, in a particular state of emotional, um, well, an emotional state, and that brings the part uh, our, about behaviors. And so what we'd like to do is to pair up people that need um, exercise, and group and an opportunity to chat with other people and realize like, you know, they're not crazy. They, they don't love working out, but everybody likes animals. And if you don't like, just don't join my group. That's totally fine. 
it's totally fine. But the idea to, to marry um, the concept of most people just need to move, which would be, hey, we've got amazing parks out here. Um, there are walking tracks everywhere. Let's get groups that are going to walk and walk rescue dogs. Um, and there's more to it than all of that. But um, so there will go for training program. But as opposed to hitting the gym or going to a training um, facility that is intimidating to them, don't worry about that. Let's just get moving. Let's get with people and with dogs. Um, and as it unfolds, I'd, I'd love to tell you more about it because um, it's going to it's going to be really a, a very positive thing for everybody. But um, I think I think that. Uh, the numbers kind of speak for themselves, like, and you know what it's like to change the, the lives of children for the better. Um, and I've seen the same concept applied to animals, people that are able to, um, you know, volunteer and help uh, in, in any fashion. My particular um, interest and time goes to working with um rescue animals but um it doesn't matter what it is that you're volunteering to do usually when you are giving time to helping others boy that helps your your heart it just really helps your heart so if we can if we can manage to put those two things together which we can um i i genuinely think that we can change the world at least for the people par participating and there is in fact a trickle down effect um, because it's not just the people who participate in the program, it's the people who adopt the dogs that were socialized by people in the community. It's, um, you know, uh, it, it extends. And, and I think that for the first time in a very long time for myself, uh, it goes back to what we talked about as far as the, the weight training and, and, and um, lifting being that medium and that opportunity to, to translate passion and, um, and value. Finally got a program where I said, aha, now I, now I know how to combat this concept of like the fitness industry and how to get reinvigorated for myself to actually make the difference that I feel like I was able to make for, for people like yourself. And, um, and that's, I think, probably the biggest thing that, uh, is searched for in life that purpose that meaning um, and it doesn't matter it doesn't matter how you find it when you find it or um, or any anything else I think that just you know looking for the thing that that brings you purpose in life is the thing that you should pursue you know absolutely I mean, hey, it's what gets you day to day and makes you want to do things. And hey, listen, I'm I'm getting to live that myself. So that's it. I, I don't have I don't have much much words for it because I could just smile about it. Because you're 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 right. You said it all already. Like when you have something that forces you to you know not forces you makes you want to get out of bed in the mm. morning and go and help somebody and and see that or in your case helping animals and people. Going and seeing that change that you're making, there, there's there's no better. 
There's no better. It, it, it really is the most empowering thing for yourself. It, it's, um, it's a beautiful thing. And that's why, I mean, you know, it, being on this podcast with you, I mean, I've never been on a podcast before. All I've done is chat. I feel like I've talked too much. I'm so sorry. But um, I, am, I am so honored and so, um, it's, I mean, I'm so touched that, um, that you've asked me to be on this. It's, it's a, it's, for me, it's a full circle thing. It's so beautiful. I'm so proud of you. And it makes me um, feel like I'm allowed to be proud of me. Which is great, you know. Should be. It's great. You should be proud of you. And when, as you get this program coming off the, getting off the ground, we'll set it up. You come on, talk about it, because right? this this information that goes out with these, and that's why I love podcasts so much. It's simply a couple clicks, and that's right. Any, any thousands of people can hear your message about your program that you're putting out. You know, from some you know washed up football player in you know Munich, Michigan, right? Putting it yeah. out there and. <laughs> You know that that's yeah, what's great that's about about all this. So, sir, I won't I won't take up too much of your time, more of your time. I can't thank you enough for doing this. I said oh, at the top, you know, you're Such you're one honor. of my mentors. you're one of my mentors, and you know when I when I speak of you to the kids or to anybody, you know, you know my my mentor, sir, right? She worked with me, oh. and and that that's how you know that's how I speak about you. And there are, there are kids that have heard your name before and there are kids that are going to listen to this podcast and now feel like, you know, they get to know you a little bit. And I think, I think that's, that's one of the big reasons why we do this podcast. So like I said, I'd love to have you on again. Last thing before we, uh, we press the stop button here. If any, anybody that hears your voice and hears all these great things that you were talking about, uh, if they want to follow you on social media, uh, where can they follow you at? Right. Well, in fact, um, I've only got an active Instagram account, um, which would be life underscore with underscore Greg. And that is, um, yeah, that's just a little following of, uh, you know, as, as Instagram does it, just a little, little taste of what our daily life is like and what it's like to, um, you know, um, save yourself by saving somebody else. And, uh, and I think, um, I think that's about it. That's, what else can I say? Absolutely. So folks. <laughs> who rescued at- who? That's, that's what we ask. <laughs> and you never know. That's it's, just, it. it's just like who, 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 who's teaching who now you keep saying, I'm teaching you all these things or you've learned all these that's things right. from me, but you taught well, me. Always a student, right? Always. Always a student. So folks, one more time, that Instagram handle for Sir Katz is at life underscore with underscore Greg. Uh, give her a follow. Keep up with what her and Greg are doing down there in Sydney, Australia. If you really enjoyed this podcast um, and you want to shoot her a direct message and tell her how much you enjoyed that, um, uh, enjoyed what she had to say, I'm sure she'd love to hear that from you. Uh, if you make any posts about the podcast, please use the hashtag ID podcast when you're talking about the podcast and tag iron dread underscore SC on there. Sir Katz, I thank you very much. Uh, we'll let you get going. Hopefully we'll talk again soon. Uh, thank you again. Yes. Great. Talk to you soon. Puma. Thank you again to Sir Katz 
for getting on the show here and having a great conversation with us. We really enjoyed that, and I hope uh, to get to catch up with Sir more often uh, in the future here. So before we get to our final segment of the show and our weight room song of the week, let's take a break for a brief word from our sponsors. The Iron Dread Podcast is brought to you in part by Crank It Up DJ Service and Line Dance Instruction, available for all your DJ and line dance needs. Please visit crankitupdjdancing.com for booking information. So crank it! This week's Weight Room Song of the Week brought to you, as always, by Crank It Up DJ Service and Line Dance Instruction. Please visit crankitupdjdancing.com for more information. This week's Weight Room Song of the Week chosen by our guest, Miss Sarah Katz, is Lupe Fiasco. The show goes on. Crank it up. I just laugh, put my kicks up on they desk, unaffected by they threats, then get busy on they ass. See, that's how that shit tell me, man. That's how my daddy raised me. That glitter in may not be gold, don't let nobody play me. If you are my homeboy, you never have to play me. There you have it, Lupe Fiasco's The Show Goes On. Picked as this week's Weight Room Song of the Week by our guest, Miss Sora Katz. Remember, that song and every other song each and every week from the Weight Room Song of the Week selections can be found on our Spotify playlist. Just search Iron Dread Weight Room Song of the Week and you will see the playlist pop up in your Spotify feed. So folks, that's all we have for you this week. Thank you for listening. Hope you enjoyed yourself again. Please give us a follow and a subscription and share this with your friends. The only way this episode gets out there or this podcast gets out there to new listeners is through word of mouth. This podcast is completely free to you. And if you enjoy it, please share it. Also, if you'd like to interact with the show, send a tweet or post at irondread underscore SC and use the hashtag ID podcast to interact with the show. 
We want to hear what you think of the Iron Dread podcast. Next week on the, on the podcast, we have Dexter High School volleyball coach, Miss Liz Melvin, coming in to talk with us. And that will be episode number 27. But until then, remember, strength is never a weakness. Tough people always win. Around here, we're becoming dread stronger. We'll catch you next time on the Iron Dread Podcast. Ah!